very good afternoon. It's Niall Boiler with you for the next hour or so. Uh, now, you can talk about whatever you want, by the way. If you want to call in about anything at any stage, you can. You can get involved with any part of the conversation. Or if you want to make your own conversation, you can do that as well. And the number, as usual, is 085-100-2255. Don't forget, you can join in via Zoom, via WhatsApp. Uh, you can join in on the phones like everybody else because this is Ireland's only fully interactive live podcast daily. That's a fact. Uh, also as well, by the way, I see RTE, 56 million the government are going to give them. Will it really make any difference? They're going to cap presenters' wages at 250,000 euro. How are they going to survive on 250,000 euro? My God, that's going to be awful. Also, by the way, in the news as well, that one in four people are struggling to pay their gas or electricity bills are in arrears. 50% of businesses are already in arrears. But the Green Party have a solution. We're going to charge you more because they want to buy a ship. Dig this. Ireland is going to acquire a gas storage ship to meet future continuity uh, plans. Energy Minister Eamon Ryan has announced. And there will be a small charge put on your bill to pay for the ship over the next 15 years. These people are kidding, aren't they? The Green Party's answer to everything is just charge your own money. They couldn't care less that you're already struggling. Anyway, first, this is what I want you to react to this story. And I found it a really intriguing, interesting story. A man whose own mother rang the Garda Sheikana when she found €25,500 worth of cannabis stash, I imagine that was street value, in his bedroom, should be entirely grateful to her for, for shopping him in and stopping him on a slippery slope to destruction, according to the court. Defence Senior Counsel Tom Creed said the young man's mother made the kind of call that no mother would ever have to or would ever hope to make, but did so because at the time her teenage son's life was so out of control that she wondered if he would be dead or alive. Mr Creed submitted at the sentencing hearing yesterday that in light of the extensive efforts made by the accused to turn his life around, could he avoid a mandatory 10-year jail sentence and instead get a fully suspended jail term? Judge Dara Hayes adjourned sentencing for one year to yesterday to see if the accused would take the opportunity to continue on his rehabilitation route. And in all circumstances, Judge Hayes has now imposed a fully suspended sentence of three years and nine months. The judge said to the man, who is now 22, he was 19 at the time, you should be eternally grateful to your mother for getting you off the slippery slope. And he noted from background reports that he was lucky to be arrested, that it gave him the opportunity to change his life. The guard in question, by the way, who was interviewed, said he was asked to come to the house, told to go into the bedroom and search the bedroom where he found a rucksack with €25,500 worth of cannabis. Also on investigation, he found a weighing scales, a knife, uh, a large and small bags and a knife for cutting the cannabis. Um, it seems that the kid was selling the drugs on Snapchat. Um, now, they also found €1,700 Euro in cash, although the guard did say, I didn't believe he was making much money. I believe it was just something he got caught up in. So, I want you to kind of leave that case aside for the moment because it wouldn't be fair to talk about the individual case. But, if this was you, and you went into your son or daughter's bedroom or even your mother or father's bedroom, and you found €25,000 worth of cannabis, cocaine, whatever it happened to be, drugs, would you report them? Or would you have a silent word and say, this has to stop? What would you do in that situation? Would you ever snitch on your own? Because that's what people are going to say. Snitches get stitches. Would you ever go to the police about a member of your family breaking the law? Let me know what you think. The number, as usual, 
085-100-2255. Don't forget, by the way, can we mention too, that if you go to our website, and if you sign up for a subscription plan, we randomly pick one person every day to win a smug mug. I don't have one here, but our listeners who are getting them are sending us in pictures. Have a look at this. This is Maureen. Look at Maureen with her smug mug. There's Angela with her smug mug. <laughs> Looking very smug and happy. And that was Sarah. She got one too. She's not in the picture, but you can see she's watching the Nile Boy and Joe in the background with her lipstick all over the top of it and her cup of tea in her smug mug. If you want to get one of those Nile Boylan smug mugs, all you got to do is sign up on the website www.nileboylan.com. And you never know, you could be the lucky one today to get a mug sent out to you. Now, getting back to the topic, would you tell on your own son or daughter? Let me go to Angela. Angela, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm here with my mug. Yes, yeah, so we got the picture. We put it up there. They all saw you in all your glory with your mug, Angela. Thank you not very much indeed. Thank you to everybody, by the way, who supports us. <laughs> but not in all your glory, obviously, no. You deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it. You deserve it. So, Angela, um, getting back to our drug-dealing son. Yeah. Would you tell the police? Yeah. You would? I would. Even though you bl- know why? blood is thicker than water and all that kind of stuff? Blood is thicker than water, but you know what? If it was my son, I don't have kids. That's mm. Mm-hmm. Start off with that, but I'm not going to have drug dealing bastards coming to my door. I had it with my ex, and I would never go through it again. Mm. You know, and that's it. That that's all you have to look at. You know, is sitting down having a quiet word with someone doesn't work when it comes to drugs. It doesn't. Well, okay, we won't say it doesn't, but I can guarantee you what. A lot of the time, 85% of the time, they're not going to stop. So why not give them an absolute kick up the backside and go, no, not in my house. But here's the thing. For that type of drugs with intent to supply, or that capacity of drugs with intent to supply, the mandatory sentence is 10 years. He's extremely lucky that the judge gave him a year before he sentenced him, brought him to court, gave him and said, look, come back in a year. If you haven't changed your life, I'm going to give you the mandatory sentence. But he didn't. Yeah. He gave him, he said, okay, you've gone to rehabilitation, you've changed your life, I'm going to give you a three-year sentence and suspend it fully. So he didn't incarcerate him. He could have. He could have been yeah. put in jail for 10 years. Yeah. Your own, and you know what? Your own, but I'm just saying, like, you'd be happy enough for your own son to go to jail for 10 years. If you, if you look at anything else, if he murdered someone, if he raped someone, if he... Well, it, well, let, well, yeah, well, let, let's someone. look at all those things differently. You know what I mean? We're talking about a rucksack full of cannabis. Now, if he comes home and tells you he raped a woman, different kind of fish, we could have that topic another day, another conversation. Yes and not. You're ruining, you're still ruining someone's life. Oh, yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Do you know what I mean? If you're a drug dealer, you're ruining someone's life. You know, and that that that's what you have to look at. And the thing is, as I said, so you buy it off of someone, right? Let's put it this way. So you spend, I don't know how much it would be, 50 grand on that rucksack, right? Yeah. Of cannabis. Okay, let's even say 10 grand on that rucksack of cannabis. And that rucksack of cannabis is gone, right? Somebody takes it or you don't get paid or you don't get something. 
who's going to arrive to your mother and your father's door? Mm. The people looking for money. So with you doing that, you're actually putting every single person's life at risk. Your mother, your father, your sibling. Oh, sorry. Hang on, hang on. Wait. Yeah, sorry. I just lost you there for a second. Go ahead. Sorry, said it again. Your mother, your father. Okay. No, you're okay. Your mother, your father, your siblings, your family, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. But, um, but here's the thing. all of their lives at risk. Yeah, but here's the thing. By the mother reporting him, she's also going to put his life at risk because the 25,500 euros worth of cannabis didn't fall out of the sky. That came from a dealer. Above, yeah. him, above him, that dealer's not yeah. going to go away. That money has to be paid back. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So would it not be better oh, to no, turn around to the son? I'm not, I'm not saying this is what I would do, but would it not be better to say yeah. to the son, take that rucksack, give those drugs back to the man you got them from, or the woman you got them from, most likely a man, give them back to the man you got them from, and we'll have nothing more to do with it. Uh, and, sorry, <coughs> excuse me, that son or daughter go, okay, so, mommy, okay, I'll go down now and I'll do it, yeah. And the following day he arrives in with a bigger rucksack. If, if you are drug dealing, you're either feeding the habit or you're wanting the money. So it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger. You're not just going to stop because mommy told you to. Stay there just for a second. Um, and Sandy, um, yeah, I'll come to you next, Sandy. Sorry, go ahead, Sandy. No problem. Oh, hiya. Um, yeah, I just wanted to turn around and say that now I'm probably being a hypocritical and what I'm actually going to tell you. But I, fair play to that mother, fair play to her to, to go into the guard, like for twenty five k, it's an awful lot to have. Oh, he was he, dealing. He, he was dealing. He was dealing. Like, um, what we going to say to you? Um, she, she was trying to protect him and protect herself as well, because she'd have the drug dealers coming to her house as well. You know, I said, well, if he doesn't pay it, somebody's going to have to pay it. Now, I'm going to tell you something now. Uh, when my son is 30, he's a little bit autistic, but it still doesn't make any second difference whatsoever. He was uh, out one day during the week, and something told me to go into his room. So we did to his room, and I found this little sachet of little white tablets. I, I didn't know what the fuck they were at the time. Excuse right. Me for okay. So I looked up on the internet, and they had the little shape of a star on it. And I said, it was ecstasy coming up. I said, no, that couldn't be right. And the only one I messaged at the time was one of my sisters. And she said, yes, Sandra, that's definitely that. She said, you want to get them out of the house? So I said, no, I'll wait until he comes home. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he came home and I said, what the fuck are you doing with these tablets? Always mind them for a friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah. I've, I've heard that excuse a million times, Sandy. Yes, I know, I've heard it so many times. But I said to him, you get you, you see these tablets. I'm going to flush these down the toilet right now. Watch me doing it. And I said, if I hold the tablets for somebody again, and I I said I will break the two knees from underneath your feet. I literally threatened them, and I said it won't be me that will be dealing with you. It'll be the fucking guards, and they can take you away. They can take you away. And how many how many how many out. tablets was there, Sandy? How many was there? Uh, I said there could have been 50. I'm only presuming. No. Because I did. Wow. Yeah. No, I did. I actually licked it. And I said, oh, Jesus, I can often powdery taste. And I knew by the, oh, Jesus. By the taste of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Word of advice: don't don't lick that anything that you find in your child's bedroom, right? <laughs> but no, but sa- that, Sandy, that 50, is, 50 quid or fifty yes, tablets. So that's probably oh, that's a lot. Yeah, I don't know how much. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm, I was going to say I have no idea how much an ecstasy tablet is, but I'm assuming they're a tenner, right. maybe a ten euro each. I don't know. Yeah, they're. About, I wouldn't have a clue. Okay, well, I, let's say they're let's say they're ten euros each. That's five hundred quid's worth. He didn't own them. Obviously, somebody gave them to him to sell or or something. He couldn't be. They couldn't be for personal or, use. I, I don't know because he had he he has very no. bad depression, but it's still no excuse. It's no, 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 no. Of course not. What he did. Yeah. No. So what what was what was his reaction as he was watching them going down the jacks? What was his reaction? His face dropped. I say it did. All right. His face dropped, and I said, "If any of your so-called friends come to my door." And I will have a crowbar at the door and I will bit their leg from underneath it. Because I, said, um, I said to my son, you have to remember, I said, I have friends who are guards. And I said, let them come near my door. And I swear, I will kill them and I will kill you at the same time. And I will say to the guards, take them away. And ever since that, he got the fright of his fucking life. And it never happened again because I'm always searching his oh, bedroom. Oh, and and, and at, any, at any point, okay. So back to the original question, Andy. I'm sorry that happened. That was an awful situation. I'm glad. I'm glad it has happened. All right. again. Yeah. So at any point, would you have said to him, "Right, that's it. Get your coat on. We're going down to the guard station." I I would have dragged him down by the head of hair. But you didn't. But you didn't. I didn't. You see, that's where I'm being hypocritical. You know, I won't deny it. But a single mother on her own does find it very feckin' hard to bring up a child on her own. I can say that. With that kind of situation, if there was a man in the house, he would drag him down to the guard station. Mm. Even if I couldn't drag him, I would have brought the guard down and said, here, take him away. I wouldn't give a damn who was looking at me. I'd say, no, that's what drugs does to you. Yeah, but if but if you thought and the judge said to him, you know, for this type of you know for the the amount of cannabis you have here, well, sir, with intent to supply, right? That you can get a yeah. mandatory sentence of ten years. So if you thought your son was going to go to ten to jail for ten years if you brought him to the guards for the fifty tablets he had or whatever it was he had, um, would you have yeah. would you have even considered bringing him to the guards? Um. I, I, I'd, probably, I'd probably say I wouldn't. It would break my heart, but... <laughs> oh. do, do you know what I mean? It would break yeah. my heart to see him going away for 10 years, but it's a lesson that he'd... Ne- you know, something that he'd never do again. I'm, okay, he, well, well, he, I, well, hang, well, hang on, Sandy. Angela, there you go. I think that's a reasonable response. She flushed it all down the jacks. That taught oh, him a lesson. absolutely. And fair juice turn. I'm delighted that he... Oh, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> that he stopped it then. And you're a brilliant mother. Mm. Your single mother Thank bringing you. him up, and do you know what? Do you know what is nice to hear, um, especially around yeah. these days now. It is nice to hear that he's actually listening to you. Do you understand me? That yeah. he's not. It, it, you know, you get kids now who'd nearly, and Jesus, I'd hate it to happen. Who would turn around and give their mother a slap for something like that? Yeah. Do you know what you mean? Oh, so you just, yeah, by the sounds of it, you oh, don't think he'd slap Sandra and say Sandra knocked the head off no, if he slapped her. No, but Sandra, honestly, <laughs> yeah. you've done you've done a great job with him, and it is it is one of the toughest decisions. Now, as far as I know, yeah. it's thirteen and a half thousand. 
anything over 13,500 is for sailor supply. <coughs> well, why 13,500? That's a very specific number, by the way, as you've just plucked out of the sky there. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I haven't. I haven't. I, I know a friend of mine who, um, oh, long story short, yeah. he was asked to wire up a house. And when he got there, he knew it was a hash house. This was back when the, the days, you know, when the boom went bang. And um, he did it. And they asked him three weeks later to go and fix the house, some of the lights. And when he went in, he was the one caught inside there by the guards. Right. So they, so their argument is over 13,500. I know people who have been caught with less than that and they've been charged with intent to supply. It, it, unless you can prove it's for personal use, it's it's considered for intent to, to supply. But it may be a right answer. I don't know. Either way, anyway, 25,000 is an awful lot and 50 tablets, ecstasy tablets, is an awful lot. They weren't for personal use. I know. Unless, unless I know, Sandy sums off his head all the time. But, mm. Niall, the thing was, it was 33,500, they were saying, with street value in it. And anything over 13,500. That's, mm. that's how I know. Okay, well, 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 hang on. Stay there, Sandy. Stay there, Angela. Let me go to John Maureen. I'll be with you in a second. Okay. John, hi. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, I'm blown away oh, by some of the comments or the, oh, yeah, or the gung-ho comments, I will say today. Um, first of all, flushing drugs down the toilet. I wouldn't be advising that because obviously those drugs have came from somewhere, some dealer. And if he comes knocking at the door looking for the stuff that's had to be flushed down the toilet, if he can't get his drugs, he'd be looking for payment. And if he can't get payment, he'd be taking it out probably in the son of the daughter of the house who will end up in the wheelchair or worse inside the river with their face down big. Right? Now, so this idea, like, I mean, you put the question there today, the flush down the, the drugs down the toilet. Um, if it, she thought that he was going to get 10 years, would she 100% then, knowing that he was going to get 10 years, still shop him or bring him to the guard station? I don't think so, somehow. I don't believe in ratting out your own family. No, and it's them no, more than someone like Angela has said there, like, if uh, that's different, right? Obviously, you take someone's no, life. At, at that, no, by the way, but also the comment was made by Angela there, that, like, I mean, that he's destroying people's lives with those folks. No, Sally. They are destroying their own lives with the drugs. It doesn't matter who's supplying or who's the dealer or, or the, 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 the kingpin or the, the little minion shit that's, that's selling them on the street, right? I take a tablet and I know that it's an illegal tablet. That's on me. And if something happens to me, well, tough shit. Well, well now, no, John, that's not always the case because if there was no dealers, there'd be no drugs. And you wouldn't be able to take your tablets or whatever it is. So, so the dealer, no, the dealer has to take some responsibility for destroying lives. Well, well, look, if the, if there was no demand, there'd be no supply, so therefore there'd be no dealers. Yeah, there was no supply, there'd be no demand. I will tell you why I, I can't stand people. Like I mean, why why people why people actually destroy their lives or take something that they don't know what the compound makeup is. Very recently here on Cox City, a case right where a mother had to look at her three children, the youngest of seven, leaving the hospice, right? Knowing she'd never see them again because she died four days later. Oh, gosh. And then you have people popping the, uh, drugs that they don't know what's in them into their system. Then they like, sorry, no sympathy here. I know where my sympathy lies. By the way, can I just, uh, just as a point of interest, and what Angela said, the new Section 15A creates a new offence related to possession of drugs with a value of over 12,700, quite an odd amount of money, or more for the purposes of sale or supply. A person found guilty of such an offence may be imprisoned for up to life and subject to an unlimited fine. Yeah, but you, 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 you just put it to that caller there. Up no. to life? You, you put, 
You put it in a collar there, and I'll there know that if she knew that he was definitely going to get a mandatory 10 year sentence, would she have shot him? She would not. And no parent oh, would. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Yes, no, I wouldn't. would. If it's... No, hold on there now. I'm sorry to interrupt you now. But. Well, my... I'm sorry. Do you, you realise like... what you're saying? Like 10 years. Hold That's on. 10 years hold you're on. going to. You're not going to see your son for 10 years. Do you realise that? That's yes, 10 years gone over his life. That's 10, ye- That's 10 years that you will never see him for. And it to be the best thing that I ever did for him. I do not want drugs inside my house. No fucking way. And it would be the best thing for him to let him do that 10 years. And he would come home and he would say, Mammy, you were right. No, it was sorry, the best point, thing sorry. you ever did. Sorry. It was the best thing that you ever did was sending me off to get me the treatment and me for to be punished for what I did. Now, I'm sorry, you were completely wrong. Thank no, you. if, if, you're, if you're going to Dad. take a decision... If you're going to take a decision that's going to, you won't see your son for 10 years, right? And you think yes, for I one minute that. when he comes out after that 10 years that he's going to forgive you for that? 10 years of his yes, lifetime? I'm sorry, that yes, that's not going to happen. No, no, John. After, after okay. 10 years. Okay, yes. hang, so well, hang, hang on, Angela, you want to say something to John there? Hang on, Angela. Sorry, Angela, go ahead. You see, that, there, there again, like John is kind of, you know, being a bit of a hypocrite because yeah. he's saying that. Oh. Um, you know, whoever whoever takes the drugs, right, is um, it's up to them, right? They're the ones that yeah, take it. Yeah, just their own course, yeah. Whoever, yeah. yeah not John, whoever that sells, whoever sells the drugs, it's up to them. They're the ones. So if he's selling twenty, if he has twenty five k worth of weed in his bag, I can guarantee you, in a year's time, he'll have over a hundred k of heroin of cocaine, mm-hmm. of all of that. It gets bigger and bigger. The money's coming no, in more no, no. and more. What, what and you know, John, she has got a really good point. According to the evidence given by the guard, you know, he was seemingly selling it on Snapchat, right? To other kids his age, probably 19-year-olds, right? So, you know, and, and he had 1,700 quid in cash. The guards didn't believe he was made a substantial amount of money yet, but he was still, he was only young and starting out in this, and he was mixed up with the wrong people. But as Angela rightly said, he gets a taste of the money. Well, I'd like a nice car. I'd like another North Face jacket, whatever it is that he wants to get. And the, the, the dealer says, listen, this cannabis is baby stuff. You know, I could make you more money out of cocaine. And he goes, okay, give it to me. They're not going to stop. But Sandy was right to flush it down the jacks as well. They're not going to stop. Well, she well yeah. she took a huge uh, gamble. There could have been huge repercussions on her son over that. Like he could be known in a wheelchair. No, and I do understand the dangers of that. I did say that to Sandy as well. But do me a favor, Angela, Sandy, and John, stay there. I'm going to come to Maureen straight after the short break. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. All through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, let me go to Maureen. Um, hang on there, lads and ladies. Maureen, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? I'm good, Maureen. What do you want to say? <clears throat> um, yeah, well, I would do the same. What would you do? You'd, you'd snitch I on him? I would. Oh, yeah. Um, I tell you now, <clears throat> I wasn't going to say it, but look, we all have skeletons somewhere in our closets. But I had it, I suppose, oh, probably the late 2000s with my own daughter. Mm-hmm. And was just drink it first. 
But I know I began to notice that some night she'd come in and her eyes, I, and then when she'd drink in her, she was, uh, she turned into a completely different person altogether. I was just upsetting the house and everything. But I noticed her one night and her eyes were glazed over. And I'm saying to myself, this isn't alcohol. This is something mixed with alcohol. So that happened a few times. And I, I actually had to call the guards you know, three times. And the third time, I had to call them because she'd pulled a knife. Wow. That's horrendous. And, yeah, yeah this is true. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, the night before, she was due up in court on the following morning. So the night before I did, I sat down and wrote a letter to you know, the judge and I handed it to him privately in the morning. And I, I explained, like, she was a good girl. I mean, she's she's fine now. Well, you know, she's got her children and she's doing okay. But um, yeah, she listened to the, you know, the complaints and what the guards had to say and, you know, how many times, like, they had had to be called to the house and that with her. And he said, only for your mother, he said, you will be going to prison today. And I'll tell you something, Niall. She didn't get into trouble again after that. She went and got some treatment and help. But, but, and but you, but you didn't that. mind the fact that she could have gone to jail? No. No, no. No, no I didn't because <clears throat> I wasn't going to That's a hard call for any parent, you know, to, to know yes. that your child has made a huge mistake in life. Yeah. Absolutely. But well, it it's, it's a decision they make. But, the the but, the, but they're, they're going to go to jail. That they're going to go to jail. Yeah. yeah, but pulling a knife is the last straw. Well, no, absolutely. That way, well, they're a danger to themselves and a danger to you yeah. as well. That's that's yeah. that's, that's yeah. okay. But if the if the knife wasn't involved, yeah, would you would you have gone to the guards? Oh yeah, because I I I I had called them before when she was just being awkward and kind of you know obstreperous in the house and just causing arguments and uh, you know she was in a kind of vicious mood that you wouldn't know what she's going to do. So I had no choice but to call them. Well, in that in that case, it's a psychological issue, obviously, and and that's completely yeah. understandable why you would do that because again, again yeah. as I said, they're a danger to you and a danger to themselves too, apart from anything else. Yeah. But g- going back to what Sandy did now, Sandy did say, "I I don't know whether Sandy would actually go to the guards because she didn't, and I know she said herself she's a bit of a hypocrite because she didn't yeah. go to the guards. But what she did do was she flushed the the drugs down the toilet in front of the lad to teach him a lesson." And he hasn't done it right. since. Um, now, other people are texting in saying that's a dangerous thing to do as well because the drug dealer could come looking for them back again and you haven't got them and you'll end up having to pay for the bloody things. Um, so that, that's always a risk as well. By the way, Sandy, yeah. did you, did you ever, Sandy, did you ever find out where you got the tablets? Never. And I never heard a word thing. This is maybe what, maybe what, five, ten years ago. I never heard a word thing. Mm. No. Yeah. no. Well, you see, if that had been... Well, it would be my son or, or daughter that I found that stash in my yeah. home. They would yeah. have been matched up to the guards, stashing all, fair, fair, fair. and say, there fair, you go. Fair, fair, fair. And you see that? Sorry, yeah. Sandra, go on. I was just going to ask you, uh, are you um, a single mother like myself or with your partner or what? You know, the reason why I'm asking you is because with the man in the house, it, it, it could have helped a little bit more. Or, or Yeah, well, people say there. that. Yeah, and by the way, there's some great single mothers out there who would do a wonderful job raising children. But you are right. It is a struggle if you're a single parent, you know. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, a male role model in the house can make a big difference too. But do me a favour, both of you. Stay there a second. Let me go to, uh, I, well, Mr. Hogan, I believe. Hi, Mr. Hogan. How are you? 
Hello there. Hello. By the way, people can have whatever name they want when they come on the air, but Mr. Hogan sounds good to me. Uh, <laughs> Miss, Mr. Hogan, what would you do in yeah. that situation? Well, I think the mother was right. Um, definitely to get the guards involved and to, you know, catch the son as, as early as she could in this um, criminal career, let's say. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go the ahead. responsibility yeah. for raising good, law-abiding kids is on the parents. And, mm. I mean, I don't want to blame the mother, right? Because I know she's probably doing her best. Um, something has gone wrong. Maybe she was hanging around with a bad crowd. Maybe, I don't know, and, and the previous caller brought up that the father doesn't seem to be involved. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we know from statistics, and, and it's hugely important. I'm a very active father. I know that um, I think something like... 70% of all those in prison come from fatherless homes. Or I, I don't know the exact statistic. But I, I don't know if that's an Irish statistic, but that's certainly an American statistic. No, that might be yeah. American now, but yeah. I would imagine the same psychological factors affect people. And, and yeah, they come, they come from single-parent families and broken homes, yes. I'm not going to quantify it, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she did the right thing in terms of stepping in and saying, look, uh, you know, I have tried, I've, I've warned you of you know, given out, I assume she did some parenting. He said, look, if this is the path you're leading, the best thing that can happen to you now is that you're arrested. Mm. Now, I, I understand she flushed the drugs down the toilet, which is oh, actually Oh, that's Sandy did thing. it. Yeah, no, Sandy did that. She, yeah, Sandy. Yeah, yeah. no, again, if they were turned over to the Gardaí, that's probably the best thing you can do, properly incinerated and the rest. And again, um, you'll need to... What, what this fella needs to learn is that he should turn over whoever was supplying us and, and go up the chain as far as he can and arrest those lads. And that'll give him the best protection. That's that's the only option he has right now. And that, well, well, hang on a second. Sandy, did you ever ask him where he got the drugs? Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, sorry. You're saying it again? I'm sorry. I think a friend, basically. He never told me who it was. Never told me. Like, he's not going to. Yeah, if he's staring down a jail sentence of, of 15 years or whatever... He might very soon decide mm. to tell the truth is the best option here. And he can say, look, it's either this guy gets arrested or you do. That's the yeah, best and only option. I do totally agree. And I, I do agree on, on your... Uh, Morgan, can you turn off the... the, the well, hang on for a second, Sandy. It's just, Morgan, you have something on in the background there and I can hear it playing back to it. So if you... I know you're on speakerphone or something. I don't know. Sorry, go All ahead, right, Sandy. Yeah, continue, I'll Sandy. Take it off now. It get better now. Yeah, that might be better. One of you has it on. I couldn't figure out which one it was, but go on. Oh, it's not me, no, because I had the phone on loudspeaker. Uh, no, but it's true what you said that the, uh, the majority of families do have, um, you know, are a one parent family. And I do totally agree with you there because I'm a single parent and it, it, it is a higher case of children, you know, being from a family with one parent that, you know, with could end up in trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree with him. Yeah. Okay. Totally well, agree. Uh, so, um, Mr. Hogan, getting back, just getting back to you again. If it was your child, I, I don't know whether you have children or not, or maybe instead of a young kid. I do. Oh, you do? Okay. And you walked into the bedroom and found 25 grand's worth of gear. What would you do? Yeah, I would I would bring, well, I have daughters now, so I'd be very yeah. surprised, but I'd bring the, the responsible child and the drugs to the local guard station, explain the situation as best I could and say, look, this is what has to happen because clearly we have messed up massively. We have raised a person to, you know, an adult years. I think the boy was 19, is that right? 19, yeah. 19, yeah. So you've raised someone to 19 years who, who has a moral compass that allows that. So clearly there's been a slip-up. 
And again, it might be just a bad crowd that he's hanging out with. It might be something else you missed. But you have to take firm, strong and immediate action when, when you realize what's going on. Knowing that your son or your daughter could end up in jail for 10 years because that's the mandatory sentence, knowing that, you would still do it. Yeah, well, I, I, look, I mean, if you go to the judge and you explain, you plead guilty and you try to say, like, look, it's a young kid messed up, they'll be lenient. If it was later that he was caught with a bigger shipment the next time, he could be in jail for years, for 14 when, years. When, when, you say, when you say the judge will be lenient, this judge in Cork was quite exceptional in the fact that he deferred sentencing for one year to see if the child would turn his life around and change, which the child did, the 19-year-old is now 22, did, and then gave him a three-year suspended sentence. But the judge said he could have given him 10 years mandatory sentence. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I think judges are human. And judges would see a, a concerned parent who's brought their kid in, who said, look, he's, he's mixing with the wrong crowd. I'm trying to fix this situation. And right now it's got so serious that it needs um, you know, law enforcement to show him how this could work out. Because, it, again, you're, you're turning your kid away from the, the career path that leads into this, the next shipment, the next drug run, the next, you know. Oh, yeah, it'll be cocaine the next time and heroin the next time. Yeah. yeah. And then it could be, you know, they say, hey, that lad hasn't paid up, go around here and, and shoot him in the kneecaps. That will cover your death or whatever. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah, but I mean, have we thought about that as well? The 25 grand's worth of drugs that you're bringing to the guards with your son, some dealer owns that. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, the only thing to do is to fess up, to tell your, to tell the guard, this is the lad who gave it to me. This is all the information that I know about his network. And, and hope that, again, the Gardaí can, can push off the, the penalties, the, the jail term, onto the suppliers. Again, these lads are probably 30, 40-year-olds. I, I, I'm with you. Team. I'm with you all the way. But the only concern I have is you're going to the guards with a bag of weed, your son, and the name of the dealer that gave it to him, and, you know, and given all this information, you're not, a, not only getting a, a risk of your son going to jail for 10 years, there's also a risk that these dealers are very pissed off with you and your son. And you have to weigh that against the other risk. The other risk is your son stays in this, this enterprise and the same thing works out. He gets someone else steals the drugs off him and they come around and they, you know, break his kneecaps anyway. Okay, well, thank you very much. Let me just go to Ashling. Ashling, hi, how are you? Not too bad. Ashling, what would you do in that situation? Well, I love my son to death, so I definitely wouldn't go to the guards. Uh, if I found that I'd, and he wasn't in the house, I'd give him a ring, get him home, ask him where they came from and all, and I'd get him to do a deal to send it back uh, to wherever the he got it from. Yeah. Yeah, to the dealer. But you see, if, if now he never would, but now you, you can never say never. But if, if that happens now, there's, there's extra to go with that, you know what I mean? Yeah. He probably owes money. You know, that's why he's taking the drugs and all. So that bit of it would have to be sorted. So I'd actually send him down to my dad in the middle of nowhere. And whatever has to be paid has to be paid. You know, there is. There's extra money there floating around. But I definitely wouldn't. Now, if he committed murder, I would. Or human trafficking or prostitution, I would. But definitely not drugs. No way. I'd tell him to get it sorted or I'd sort it. You heard what Sandy did. She flushed, uh, her son had 50 ecstasy tablets that she found, and she flushed them down the toilet in front of him. Ah, oh, well, that's, that's, that's yeah. only a little bit. When you're talking 25,000 or something, it's a different right. story altogether. And that fella, that, fella going, that fella that you had on there going, Ash or kneecaps and all this, he, he, he's, he's not living in that life. You know what I mean? Thank mm. you. I mean, they'd be coming in, breaking your windows, they'd be killing you, you'd be shot. 
uh, your whole family, you, you know, if if you <laughs> mention the guards are at, you know, you'd have to move. You'd have to move house. Yeah. But I'll give you a, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a story, Niall. Um, there was a, a van with like hundreds of thousands of stuff caught on the nice road there a couple of years ago. I heard it on the radio and all, you know. And the guards had their eye on them and all, and there was a lead car and all, you know. So they were all done. And anyway, it was a cousin of mine. Now, it's not blood, you know, it's true, yeah. a stepdad. But all our family, nobody has convictions, nobody has trouble with the police. But this little fucker decided to get involved big time. Now, his father, my father would be the patriarch. So all of us, uh, your mum was looking at nine to And his father um, was going remortgage the house so we get solicitors and all you know yeah probably to get him uh, you know the best solicitor that would get him off or two yeah. or three years but at any rate uh the meetings were held or whatever you know what i mean yeah. two or three meetings yeah and uh, my father says no fucking way you let him run let him go no yeah, way you're jail. getting a mortgage he so your phone is breaking up a little bit there actually wherever you are your phone is breaking up just a bit <laughs> but, so, but basically he let him out so what sentence did he get Nine. Nine, nine years. to ten. Right, yeah, they, yeah. Can, they can give and, him uh, ten years, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and when he came out, he's, he's still a bio, you know what I mean? But um, yeah. I, I don't know what DNA he got, you know, because both sides of the families are, are clean. And well, you, well, you did say he's not blood-related anyway, so... <laughs> um, gladly. Anyway, stay there, Ash, stay there a second, Ashling. Uh, and Steve, I'll be with you in a second as well. I want to go to Morgan. There's a coincidence. Morgan, hi, how are you? Hi, Morgan. Hi, how are you? Nice, Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you again, Morgan. Morgan, I mean, this story stems from a story that was in the paper uh, in the Evening Echo in Cork about a mother who shopped her own son in when she found €25,000 worth of weed in his bedroom. And the judge said the man was, the young man, he was 19 at the time, was very lucky. Um, he could have put him in jail for 10 years, but he didn't. He gave him a three-year suspended sentence and said, thank your mother. So, okay, well, that's the rare occurrence of a fair judge in <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, um, myself, um, I've I've six children. Um, one of them is fifteen. Um, if I found twenty five grams worth of weed in her her bedroom, that the last thing I would do is report it to the guards. Um, it just makes a bad situation one thousand times worse. Um, it would be an absolute nightmare, and I couldn't ever envisage a time where I would do that. Um, I just I, I couldn't do it because it would no no good would come of it. Mm. Um, I think the simplest way around these kind of things happening is is going to have to be the legalisation of these drugs. It's a very simple um, solution. Legalisation of the drugs. Yes, uh, particularly weed. Um, so, Why? Because you know, we're doing it anyway, and people are selling it. So we might as well legalise it. Is that what you're going to say? Well, yeah, we did. You know, the argument against prohibition, the same for alcohol. Yeah, that, that's, they argue that the, the, the prohibition argument is a nonsense argument. That argument people give, oh, prohibition doesn't work. Prohibition does work. We've many examples. We've examples all over the world and in every single country and in every single state and in every single home where prohibition does work. It doesn't work perfectly, but it does work. But it didn't Let work me give you, the, I'll give you, I'll give you a brief example under the definition of prohibition. We're prohibited okay. from traveling over 80 miles an hour on a motorway. Most people don't because they feel they're going to get a fine or they get caught. So most people stay under the speed limit. Some people go over it and they get caught and get a fine every now and again. You're prohibited from okay. drinking and driving. Most people don't drink and drive. Some people do, and they get caught. 
Okay. So we're, uh, we're prohibited from doing there. things all the time. And some people yeah, will always take about, a chance. We're, we're, we're talking about drugs in, in, in particular and yes. the, the largest societal effects of drugs. So we have the example of prohibition in the States with, with alcohol where a massive criminal underworld sprung up. Cannot use that as an example. It was a ridiculous prohibition because you had something that was already legal and you decided to make it illegal. That was a different well, uh, kettle we, of fish. Weed wasn't always illegal in Ireland either. In the seventies, there was no there was no laws that prohibited uh, weed. That's it. That's completely incorrect because I lived in the seventies and I know it was incorrect because I know people well, all around me were smoking weed and and hash and they used to have to go and get it in dodgy laneways and everything else. It wasn't legal. Well, they might have to go. It wasn't. It wasn't drugs, legal, but it wasn't. It cannabis wasn't was never legal. No, cannabis wasn't legal in the seventies in Ireland. Well, I think it was. I may be. I, I, I think I'm you're wrong. wrong. I'll, I'll, I think I'll, you're I'll wrong. Hold my hand up. Okay. okay. I may, but, I, but the point is, we already have problems in society with alcohol and drugs. Why would you want to legalize it and make things worse? Anyway, that's a whole other argument. We, I think. Yeah, but the problems we have with uh, weed at the moment, and um, there's, there's a whole criminal enterprise around it. Uh, people use it anyway. It's it's not going away. It puts money into the hands of dangerous criminals. And you will still have dangerous criminals, even if you legalize it or decriminalize it. You will still have dangerous criminals importing it yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Well, well, no. We have examples in, in Canada because the price of the price of weed in Ireland, like that, the example of the twenty-five thousand euros worth of weed, is probably by Garda estimates, it's probably something like four or five ounces of weed. Like to, to grow that commercially would cost pennies. Like in, in Canada, the, the same amount of weed that's valued at twenty-five thousand euros over here will be valued at a thousand. Canadian dollars. So do you see anything wrong with your son having 25,000 euros worth of weed? Would you say, well done son, we should be getting more of that and selling it, making a fortune between the two of us? No, well, what I see, what I would say wrong with that is that he is, he is obviously involved in a, in a criminal enterprise. Well, you wouldn't see that he's breaking the law. That doesn't, that part doesn't enter, enter so into that, it. That, no, that, I, I think that, that law is ridiculous. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a stupid law just because it is a law shouldn't mean that it's, it's, it's followed. Okay, well, do me, Morgan, just do me a favour. Just stay there for a second because i just got to go to a quick seven-second break. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. And all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, I got to go to Jason. Uh, Jason, Morgan, stay with me. Jason, hi. You've been listening to Morgan there. He, he doesn't. The, the the criminal aspect is now the, the concern is who, who he's getting it from and who he's mixed up with. Oh God, yeah, no, you can't just hand this stuff back to these people. You can't just knock it down and say, "Here, my son's not allowed to play with you anymore. Take back your twenty five grams worth of drugs." It doesn't work like that. He got himself into a hole. He better dig himself out. Mm. What would you do? I'd leave him. You what? Talk about yourself, son. Talk about yourself. What, you'd like, you chuck him out of the house? No, 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 I wouldn't chuck him out of the house. Well, what good is that going to do? Well, he's going to be there with somebody else's problem. He's going to be roaming the street, his mother's going to be up all night worrying about it. No, I tell you, go and sort it out. Get rid of it, do what you have to do. Go back to them, tell them to come near this house. I'll put you in the ground and then I'll be going after them fuckers. But I wouldn't be going running to the guards. And any of that. That's just making things worse. I'm hoping I've educated me kids enough that they actually haven't brought any of that to the door. So... Maybe it's down to the parenting. Well, Morgan is saying it shouldn't be a problem at all because it shouldn't be illegal in the first place. Uh, 
I've I've me issues on on the cannabis. I believe in that as well. I don't believe weed should be illegal in this country. Jesus Christ, you could stick a seed in a, in, a, in a pot, stick it on your windowsill, and it will grow in your window once the sun hits the night. You can say, you can say the same about magic mushrooms as well, but that's pure psilocybin. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but that that that's different. Magic mushrooms are different. I'm, ju- I'm just saying you can grow I'm them too. I'm not going to debate weed with you. I've been smoking weed all my whole my whole entire life, mm. and it's absolutely done absolutely no fucking damage to me. So, um, mm. but as for that, no, I'm hoping I've educated enough that it's that it's still clear away now. I never got involved in any of that shit, and I was brought up in some pretty bad neighbourhoods, and I lived in some pretty bad neighbourhoods. I think it's how you're brought up. I think it's you know, he's, well, this young friend Cork was clearly selling it because he had a weighing scales and bags and everything. Of you course, know. he was selling it. You don't have that amount of weed for personal consumption. No, I mean, no. come on. No, you wouldn't. You know that way. An ounce, yeah. If you had an ounce, as fuck, I'd say well, it probably was for personal consumption. I'd go through that in a week and a half. Hmm. But um, you know, no, I wouldn't be running to the police with him. You only make a thing. So I, I, I want to just go back to Morgan. So Morgan, what would you say to your son? So I want to just envisage or put yourself in that situation that you walked into the room, you're making his bed or you're tidying his room while he's out at you know college or whatever it is. He's nineteen, and you find a rucksack, and you just curiosity gets the better. You look at it. And there's bags of weed, the weighing scales, a knife. What would you do? Um, the first thing is um, I, I would probably take a little bit and smoke myself. Um, I, I do smoke it occasionally. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. Um, would you pay him for the Morgan? <laughs> um, no, I take his pocket money away from him. <laughs> I would, I, it, would, it would be shock first, right? Because it would come as an absolute shock to me, as any parent does. We, we all think we're you know, wonderful parents and, you know, we have this, you know, uh, godlike influence over our children and nothing terrible would, can, can ever come to them. So it's, it's going to be an initial shock. Then it's going to be a conversation of, you know, what, what is this? You know, where did it come from? What are you, what are you doing like? And then from there, like, I, I, I wouldn't call the guards. And um, the only time I would probably call the guards is in, in the case of protection. If I think, okay, he tells me, okay, well, I got them off this uh, particular guy. Um, I, I, I can't, you can't, you can't throw it away, dad, because they're going to fucking, they're going to kill me or whatever if I don't do it. So my initial reaction would be, okay, well then, listen, we don't want to bring more fucking harm on this situation. So let's get the stuff back to the dealer. And again, I'm not involved in that world, so I don't even I, know if that's a real. I, I'm not really that much invested in business of dealers, but I don't think they do sale or return. Uh, they, they, no, no, there's no receipts with this stuff. No. No before they... it's, it's not like buying bread from Brennan's, you know, a shop buying bread from Brennan's. There's no sale or return. No, you know what I mean? No, you okay. get, he has this for a reason, and he has not paid for this up front unless he has a big slush fund. No. So he is in debt to that. To that dealer, and every week he goes by and he does not have that dealer's money. Guess what? Interest, and it's a lot harder than the banks. Mm. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I think I think he's in a world of trouble. But Morgan, my, my what I'm trying to get to grips with here is: Would you give out to him? I yeah, you'd have to. Because yeah. it, would, it would be a massive disappointment. Like it would. Like I, I don't want any of my children involved in in criminal enterprise. Um, you know, I don't want them associating with the wrong, the wrong types of people getting into that lifestyle. And, sorry, and Morgan. Life. So, I, sorry, Morgan. I take it and being a politician is out as well, is it? <laughs> well, you know, I'd be more upset if he went to work for uh, Pfizer rather than the local. Oh, right, okay. Reason. I think there's, there's more harm there. Yeah. Uh, but that's a completely different situation. But I, I would be at a loss. It could be worse. He could go and work with the Green Party. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, Morgan, stay there, Jason. Stay there. Let me just go to Steve if I can. Steve, hi. How are you? Would, would solve a lot of that. Sorry, uh, after yeah. last night, I cannot oh, believe it's you, it's you Steve. Oh, okay. I said that's a coincidence, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm going to come on here now and defend Morgan. This is ridiculous. <laughs> if you juxtaposed last night and now, it's just completely different. So look, it just takes time to like me. That's all, Steve. I'm a pothead, so you know I smoke weed regularly. Um, but okay. look, I, your forced callers that came on, I'm really, really disappointed in their attitude for them to say that they would drag them down to the Garda station. Do they understand the danger that they would be putting them in? Firstly, flushing drugs down the toilet, as everybody has said, is a dangerous situation because the dealers will come looking for that money. It's not like they're just going to write the bill off and say, your grand, get, give it to us next time. That's not going to happen. They will want their money. So what that woman done was totally irresponsible and putting their child in danger. Now, as far as bringing to the guard station, if your child did go to prison for 10 years, one in seven prisoners come out of prison addicted to drugs that were not on drugs before. Now, if he had gone into prison smoking weed, he could have came out on heroin. And again, the chap's life would have been destroyed over the mother's stupid decision to report her flesh and blood to the guards for a crime that's not really all that big. I understand... What do you mean it's not all that big? There's 25 grand's worth of drugs in his bedroom. Okay. Okay. Don't don't say it's not all that big. Niall, it's not a dangerous drug, firstly. People can't... Well, now, hang on for a second. Don't make a stupid comment, okay? All drugs are dangerous if they're not used properly. And weed, just like every other drug, can cause paranoia, depression, hysteria, all different. And people and there's evidence of this. Don't say there isn't. There's mm-hmm. evidence of all I never of this. Said there wasn't. Okay, so don't never say it's not dangerous. Okay, to the wrong people. So absolutely. But and as one of your callers actually said earlier on as well, you know, if if it's it's really up to the person who's buying the drugs. If I go out and buy an ecstasy pill and I have a bad trip on it, that's my fault. I shouldn't have taken the ecstasy pill. I'm not promoting that people go out and take drugs left, right and centre. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is the people who sell weed are being punished so severely, and the, the woman... Because it's an illegal drug. To the guards. Okay, it's an illegal drug, Niall. It's also illegal to go two miles an hour over the speed limit. But I guarantee you, you've done that. I've actually heard you on air before saying you've... And, and, and I have, and I have got caught, and I've got penalty points in the past for it. Yeah. Okay, penalty points. You didn't get fine. 10 years in prison. There's a difference. It's under the Road Traffic Act. It doesn't come under a criminal act. It's not a criminal act. With the chance of coming out of prison a junkie with the chance of having your legs broken or your head blown off. What type of parents are they? If you well, 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 and, well, hang on. I'm going to come back to Angela in a second because Steve, Morgan and Angela, please stay with me, guys. I need to go to Carla. She's waiting ages. Stay there, please, Steve and Morgan and Angela. Carla, hi. How are you? Hi there. Um, yeah, and a very, very interesting to hear everyone sees on this. Um, I have zero tolerance for any drugs and if it were my kids I'd be marching them to the guards Um, like some people are saying you know that's 10 years of your child's life you know ruined in prison this that and the other would you rather spend 10 years in a prison cell or for the rest of their lives six feet under because they got deeper and deeper into the drug world there's more than one way to skin a cat Carla Oh my god! Um, would you would would you rather they were behind bars for ten years, or you lost them forever because they got further into the mess? 
what I would rather, what I would do personally, if I found out that my son was dealing drugs, firstly, I'd break his bleeding legs. Secondly, I would get the drugs, bring them back to the drug dealer, and I would take the responsibility of giving the drugs because he's my child. I obviously done messed up somewhere along the line for him to be doing that. I would bring the drugs back to the drug dealer. There's no way I would take the other alternative of bringing the child to the, to the guards. Why would you not go? There's other ways to skin a cat. There really is. You can deal with this problem yourself without having to ruin your child's life because that's what will happen. It's not like they're going to come out happy people and go, oh, thanks for oh, yeah, but then, for but, then, that. but then your child will know for the rest of his life, if I get into trouble, your dad will sort it all out for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will always yeah. be there for them, Noel. Always. But that's enabling. Now, well, 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 hang on. Sorry, Morgan, what are you trying to say? Yeah, I, I just, no, it, it's a bit of a false, oh, it's a bit sorry, of a false a dichotomy to say, like, you know, either your child is, is dead or they go to prison. Uh, prison is brutal. It's a brutal existence. So that, that child goes into prison and they're introduced to other, you know, hardened criminals. And the amount of men in prison who get raped, murdered, beaten. And the other callers have said they'll be introduced to numerous other different drugs. Um, and then when, when they get out, what's the future for them when they get out? Who's going who's gonna to want to hire or associate with an ex-con who's been in prison for 10 years, who's been brutalised, who comes out as, you know, a worse human being than when they went in? I've never seen somebody come out of prison a, a better person than when they went in. Um, it, it's insane. Okay, it's, well, 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 hang on. Sorry, Angela, you wanted to say something about Morgan and Steve there. Go ahead. Yeah, to Steve, right? Now, Steve, I just want yes or no answers here, right? There's no being around okay. the bush. I want yes or no. Okay. Okay. Have you ever gone out with someone who's dealt drugs? Yes. You have. Right. Have they yes. ever brought their dealers to your door? Yes. Have they threatened your mother and your father? No. Have they threatened your home? No. Have they ever dragged you to the local bank link to pay off a fucking debt? Nope. Yeah. Well, I have, right? I have. I failed to see your point. And what I'm telling you is, if it was my brother, my sister, my mother or my father, I'd drag them out of this house and down to the garden station because I am not having that in my home. I am not then going to have it. my life. No, one second. I'm not going to have my life in danger because my partner, my brother, my sister brings that to my home. That is their choice to do it. They don't get mm -hmm. a fucking second chance. So what you're Six saying is... From your house. Exactly. Just just kick them out. So you don't have to take them to the guard station. You don't have to report them. You can say to the drug dealer who's at your door, they no longer live here. Tough shit. Simple as that. I did that, Steve, and they still dragged me down. Okay, and, and did the person still live my there? Parents. And they still... He didn't live here. He'd moved out six months previous. And how... Angela, how in the name of Christ did calling the guards solve that situation for you? Because it would have made it worse. They would have come back and burned your house down or killed you or killed the person in question here. It's not going to make oh, it better. I did tell them. I told them. I told them that it was my ex-boyfriend who was dealing from the house. I did tell them. And you know what? It made it better because they've never come near my house again. Now, that and you think the guards prevented that? 
Do you genuinely think that yeah, the debt is being paid? Do you think the guards were the ones who prevented them from coming no, back to your house because, again? You know what Not I should have done. Do you know what I should have done, Steve? I should have done Go at ahead. the start when I caught him doing the coke. I should have kicked him out then. And I should have brought him to the guards, but I didn't. But I'll tell you, I'll do it from now on. I mean, Morgan is making a point there, Angela. And I'm sorry to hear you went through all that, by the way. Morgan is making a point there that why would you shop on your own child on something he believes should be legal in the first place? Um, he doesn't see the big deal in it, by the way, to some degree. Um, and why would you actually call the guards that, that your child could go to jail for 10 years? And we read earlier on there, over 12 and a half grand's worth, you could actually get up to life yeah. in prison. Uh, John Gilligan, if you yeah. remember, uh, the famous uh, John Gilligan, got life in jail for uh, possession of cannabis with intent to supply. So you could go to jail for a long time, depending on the judge. You're not, you're, the, the only thing is, Niall, you're not going to get that much. You're not going to get... You're not going to get... But they could go to jail. Years. They could go to jail. They could go to jail. Yeah. And they deserve to go to jail for bringing that into your home. They brought that. And John earlier on saying it's and John earlier on turned around and saying, Oh, it's the, the the addicts themselves. It's not the addicts themselves. The addicts can buy it, that's fine. You're bringing it into your home. Sorry, Morgan, you want to say something to there? Yeah, so the, the the question is not about bringing it into somebody's home. It's it, it, it's about the the law as it stands that if you go before the courts if you're found in possessions of large quantities of drugs or whatever the, the limit is, section, you can go to Section prison. 15A, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the likelihood is you will you will go to prison. Um, it's a higher likelihood if you come from a poor uh, working class area. Yep. Someone caught with 10 grand's worth of uh, weed who lives in a... A, a doggy. Yeah, they yeah or they somebody who has, you know, or, or a doctor son. There's, it, there's a difference, you know. There is a different uh, outcome based on, based on that. Morgan. Morgan, and, Morgan. Sorry, I'll, I'll just Morgan. finish for a second. Um, the, the, the real sorry. solution to it is, is to end the prohibition, legalise it, and then if it causes ba- problems for people... No, well, hang on, hang on, Morgan. Base today's we- conversation on the law around today, right? We can base the conversation next year on the law okay. around next year. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, as the law stands, as the law stands, I would be of the mind that it should be ignored, okay? And there's, there's other risks that come with that where we still have to deal with criminals, um, but I can't bring in the solution to that, which I think is what we should be talking about really is solutions to these problems rather than, you know, arguing around in, in, in circles and nothing ever nothing ever changes. And um, the greater harm to my mind comes from it being as it stands at the moment with it being illegal. It enables criminals to continue as they are. It enables them to, you know, collect vast amounts of wealth and they will pick on the poor gobshite and intimidate people like the, the lady there whose name escapes me. And Angela. they will come to your house. You have no way to protect yourself. You, you can't own a gun in this country, so you can't just, you know, say, listen, get away from my door or I'm going to shoot you. And you'll have to call the guards after the event to come and protect you. And then that brings a whole world of trouble with it because the people who do sell it and, and profit from it are violent criminals who are armed. And they will come and get what is theirs because they don't operate with the same moral compass that the majority of people do. But is that not the fault of your son or daughter that is dealing from your home? Well, only if you, if, you know, ascribe all responsibility to them, if, if you take society out of the, 
equation and if that's a very individual question you would have to look at the but, but Mar- situation the but, child grows but up but Morgan you well, but hang on if you're going to raise your child properly today I'm not mm. talking about next mm-hmm. year you know when there's going to be debates and discussion about should we legalise or decriminalise or whatever it is right forget about that today you're raising a child mm-hmm. in the society we currently live in you have mm-hmm. to tell them the difference between right and wrong you don't drink and sure. drive a car. You don't speed. You don't take drugs. You don't do this. You don't. Cause they're the rules of life. That's just it. They're the prohibitions in this world, right? And and whether you accept them or whether you don't accept them, there are people out there, Morgan, who think you should be allowed to drink and drive. Do you understand what I'm saying? So everybody has their own view on what should and shouldn't be legal. There's probably people who think murder should be okay if you don't like somebody. So the point is, you have to tell them these are the laws. You abide by these laws until such a time those laws are changed. Drugs. Know, that, that's based on the premise that all laws are good. Well, I, well we you to... are. Yes, absolutely. It is based. I know bad laws too, Morgan. There's laws out there that I don't agree with, okay? But it is based mm-hmm. on the fact that all laws are good. But that's just the way it stands. If you don't like the laws of the country, you move to a country that doesn't have those yep. laws. That's the way it works. Or or you campaign to change, or you can campaign to change those laws, right? There are so many laws in this country. Morgan, we're going around in circles. The point is you can campaign to change the laws if you want to, or you can leave the country. You have a choice, right? So what I'm saying is, as it stands, they are the laws, right? So you Mm -hmm. must raise your children to obey those laws if they want to live in this society. If they don't want to live in this society and you want them to live in another society where they can smoke their brains out, that's fine. Move to a country where, you know, recreational drugs are are legal. Okay, so the point I'm making is, Angela's made a good point. If you've raised your child properly, well then that son or daughter has brought that to your door. That is their responsibility. It's not the drug dealer's responsibility. It's not society's responsibility. And they're your responsibility, Noel. The child Absolutely. is your responsibility. Absolutely. Do you not get that? I and do. can I ask Angela a question yeah. there? Angela, Angela, yeah. let me ask you a question. You, yeah. um, I'm assuming you would never bring drugs into your partner's home because you would never put them in that type of danger. You wouldn't want them getting beaten up and so forth, so on and so forth, and getting into trouble. Yeah? You would never do that because there's a danger yeah. attached to it. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. But what you would do is you would report them with an equal amount of danger attached to it. So in other words, you would report that person where they could go to prison, end up being raped, murdered, beaten every day, have their life taken away from them. When they get out of prison, they'll never get a job. You know, so you're going to put their life in danger just for your morals. I don't I'm get it. I'm putting their life in danger because they yes, put you my are. life in danger. Because they put yeah, my yeah. life so in it's, 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 So it's a tit so, for tat. Is it revenge? Is it? You're the, you're, you're the moralistic the, person the, here. Steve, Steve, excuse me now. Now you're talking mm-hmm. out through your hole. No, you're I'm not, Angela. To your you are. You're yes, the one you who is saying someone, that you no, would allow your partner or bring, somebody to go somebody to prison. To, if somebody, right, if somebody wants to deal drugs from my home, I'm reporting them to the guards. I'm doing it. I don't care, mm-hmm. Steve, because they're putting okay. my life in danger. And would that you not try the other way forced? Angela, would you not try the other way forced? Would you not talk to them and say, enough is enough, or get I the hell did. out of the house? Are you she not? did, she told you she did. Actually, stay there the three of you, because I need to go to Morris as well, he's waiting ages. Morris, hi. Hi, Niall. Sorry for keeping you, Morris. Um, yeah, it's grand. Um, like, I agree... In race to your position, Niall, if it was me, I would have reported them as well. Um, because, you know, to be honest, you can give them a warning and say, oh, I'll stop or whatever, but they'll, they'll 
keep on doing it until they get caught more than likely. And it could be a bigger mess. And um, in my opinion, if you legalise it or decriminalise it like they did in Holland, you'll see there was a quote in relation to when they were discussing it on prime time. And they said that in the Netherlands, the rate of young people uh, smoking it before it was decriminalised jumped up by uh, 10 per time mm-hmm. under the age of 18. So, like, then you're talking about an increase in mental health problems and who's going to pay for the tax there? So, like, it's all fine and well saying... Well, they had the same experience. They had the same... Okay, they had the same experience in Portugal and other countries where they legalised for domestic or recreational purposes. In Portugal, they decriminalised. They saw an increase in the amount of people who were using it. Yeah, for instance... Sorry, Morgan? Less children in Holland smoke weed at times. Well, I, I don't know about Holland. Like, I can only tell you in countries where they, they decriminalise something that was already... Yeah, there's normally an initial initial increase and then, um, it, you know, it's no longer forbidden fruit, so it tends to lose that attraction. Mm. I don't know. Okay, well, sorry, let Morris finish what he's saying. Sorry, go ahead, Morris. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you look at, for instance, when you say about, oh, drink or whatever, but, like, look at George Best, for instance. He had plenty of money. He wasn't doing any harm. He just drank, drank himself to death. Um, most people wouldn't have that type of money to supply themselves with whatever they're addicted to. So they'll have to turn to crime to supplement their, their addiction, especially when it comes to heroin, for instance. And that's why it's mainly illegal. Um, in relation to tackling the drug problem, like there's no way of doing it if you, you, if, you, if you don't know who's coming in in relation to boatloads. Like I could bring in a, a shipment of arms and topple the state if I wanted to, if I had the money, and it's quite easy. Like There's only one or two ships patrolling the Irish Seas, and a lot of the cartels are looking at um, targeting Ireland in relation to uh, access to Europe, supplying Europe with drugs, mm-hmm. because of the fact that we don't watch our seas. Um, like, and also in relation to crime, like if you look at the Asian countries like Japan and Singapore, they target both the person who's possessing it, who's buying it, and the dealer. And yeah. they hand out very heavy sentences. And oh, I'm yeah. talking about, for instance, in relation to Singapore, they give the death penalty to even someone possessing uh, an amount over a certain limit. Now, I'm not advocating for it, but I'm just saying they don't have no nonsense and they don't no, have the sign. The, the, and if you and arrive at an airport in Singapore, there's signs up in the airport saying that you will be sentenced to death. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't so, take like, any messing. Like, yeah, there was a, like an Australian fellow a few years ago who was caught with, uh, over a certain amount of cannabis and he was home. So, like, there's no mess in there, and they don't have the crime. See, and, I, and I understand that. Morgan doesn't. but And Steve probably doesn't, too, because he smokes it. But I understand I understand that. I had no issue, by the way, with Morgan or Steve. They're smoking a bit of joint, a joint every now and again or whatever it is, right? But the point is, the point is, drugs does huge amount of damage to society. Huge oh, amount of damage. Topic, I, no, I'm just saying to you, like alcohol, it does a huge amount of damage to society. Any of what that lad just said, Morris said, have to do with the today's topic? Any of it. Yes, it does. He's trying to explain how bad drugs are. We're talking about a kid with 25 grand worth of drugs in his bedroom. You think for one second that we don't understand how bad drugs are or the situation is? Well, We've lost well, the well, well, well Morgan's advocating for decriminalizing it. Decriminalizing yeah, it. Can I, can I, can I speak Absolutely. for a moment so I can, I can express it a little bit? Um, the, the, the last caller there, um, so he's saying totalitarian uh, societies work, work to prohibit everything. We know that. You know, I don't, I don't want to live in a totalitarian society. I don't want my children to grow up in a totalitarian society. I don't want to have to call the guards. I want, I want to basically, for my children to be able to make a rational decision around drugs, you know. Is it a good idea to use drugs? No. 
Is there a likelihood that you're going to experiment with them because they exist in society? And they're pleasurable. Let's not forget that people take drugs for a very good reason. They are quite nice. They make you feel wonderful. There's a whole industry around alcohol because, you know, it's quite enjoyable. There are dangers with it. So we should be Drugs make you feel wonderful. Reasons. Drugs make you feel yeah. wonderful, Morgan. Do they? That's the danger. That's no, the no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Drugs make you feel wonderful. Say that to some junkie hanging out in the boardwalk. No, not a junkie hanging out. That's that's the other end of it. Like if you if you take it's too much, it's like you know if you scratch, if you screw out. Please be quiet, woman. Whatever oh, your name is, please be whoa. quiet. Please be quiet. Don't please, you I know it's diff- I know it's difficult. Please, please, oh, don't be. Are you not a woman? Are you a man? Please, please be, be quiet. quiet, woman. Don't please, you please be quiet. Dare. Oh, Morgan, you're heading down, down, head down a dangerous path there with I know, it's difficult. I know it's difficult being entitled How as you are. How dare um, you? How dare me? How dare me? Are you not a woman? You absolute cretin. How are you dare you speak to anybody like that? A woman? That? How, How dare, dare me speak you? to a woman? Oh, Lord. Oh, no, Lord. How I dare you speak anyone. to a woman? I said, how dare you speak to anyone like that? Are you stoned off your head now? No, I'm you not. You absolute creep. Well, we should have laws. Uh, should we, we should have like laws where we can't, we can't speak. Maybe we need more laws. Um, so you can no, I, think, more, I think it's just called manners, Morgan. That's, you know, kind of... Okay. Get to the point. You, you want to make a point there. Nobody wants to live in a totalitarian society. I don't want to live in a totalitarian society, but I do want to live in a society where things that are dangerous for society are banned. Yes. Yeah, but we have to balance the danger. That's what seems to be missing from this, is people are going, okay, well, you know, we have this awful situation with drugs where people are being brutalised by the dealer, people are being brutalised by the system, but we can't talk about any, any way to change that because we need to stick to the same topic. Well, then everyone else can bring in, you know, other uh, irrelevancies. They're not, they're not irrelevancies. What Morris said wasn't irrelevant. We're living in the now. We're living in the now where it's illegal in this country for a gone. reason. The now is always gone. Well, there is no now. That's... The now is gone now. All we have is the future. I want to live in a society where, where drugs are legal. These things, not where they're just legal. I want a society where they are legal, where people aren't brutalized and criminalized for the. Okay, and what, and, what, and what about heroin and class A drugs? Should they be legal too, Morgan? They should be legal, yeah. Yeah, heroin. Just, oh, yeah, and by extension, but no, listen, listen, by extension, that doesn't mean that I, I promote them or advocate for them. I would never in my right mind say to anyone, any of my children, listen, it's a good idea to, to, to smoke, it's a good idea to drink alcohol, it's a good idea to take weed, it's a good idea to take heroin, cocaine, or any other drug for that matter, or an experimental vaccine while we're at it. Because not all drugs are illegal and not all legal drugs are good. So, well, sorry, Angela, you wanted to say something to... Well, hang on, hang on Morgan, hang on. Angela, you wanted to say something to him there, the lovely mannerly man. It's a lovely mannerly man, so he thinks... How dare you call me a man? How dare you call me a man? I identify as a I woman. I won't tell you what I actually wanted to call you, but I'm more polite than that. But the thing Part is, so you want to make all drugs, you want to make all drugs legal so that yes. your, you know, 16, 17 year olds can go down the road and get coked off their head, shoot up on heroin. They can do it now. They can do it now. They can do it now. Are you really as stupid as you're saying? As you're coming no, across you're, you're projecting legally. because you can't see your own contradiction. You can't see your own contradiction. Did I say you cannot see your contradiction. Morgan, I said legally. You want to make them legal so that they can go down the yes. road. So get no, that I don't your want to your head. The, I don't want, you're missing the point. I don't want to make them legal so they have easy access to it. I but want to make it legal so they're not brutalized and basically destroyed and have 
their actual life in danger because they've been introduced to people. They say, you know, so uh, you weed think is a that gateway it's not drug. Dangerous. It is. You think it's not dangerous to make heroin and cocaine legal so that your kids heroin can go and, and cocaine and do are dangerous. Irrespective of if they're legal or illegal, so they are weed. dangerous. I am saying so the left, weed. all of it, life is dangerous. All of it's dangerous, okay? Everything is dangerous. It's inherent you, to human you existence. Smoke weed, don't danger. You? I smoke you it occasionally. Smoke I smoke weed. I don't drink. Oh, do you drink Jesus alcohol? Christ, do you drink I alcohol? Drink do you? But you know you what? Yes. If you well, smoke, if you smoke weed, right? Have you ever uh-huh. driven the car after smoking weed? Uh, no, I've driven the motorbike after smoking weed. Oh Jesus Christ! There we go. End the conversation. Okay, well, hang on, well, hang on. Stay there, Morgan and Angela. Let me go to Bernie. Bring some level of sanity into this conversation. Stay there for a second. Bernie, hi. How are you? Jesus Christ. I'm fine tonight. How are you? Good. I don't believe what I'm hearing today. Anyway, 25,000. Back to the original conversation. 25,000 euros worth of weed in his bedroom. He's 19. Would you ring the police? Unfortunately, yes. I admire that woman for doing it. Okay. Because it's only the whole taking that dev- horrible action. Had somebody else's child may have been saved by by her doing that. It was a very hard thing and a very brave thing for her to do. Mm-hmm. I admire her for doing that because she had no other choice. She was trying to save her 19-year-old and try and get him back on the right path. He'd used her house to store the drugs. He didn't think about her and her family or her his brothers and sisters. And that was wrong. Yeah. So morally, she she did her right thing, even though it must have been the hardest thing she did. She did carry that man for nine, baby for nine months, and nobody wants their child to do that. But he was going to expose somebody else's child to drugs, maybe, and you know, maybe she stopped that in his tracks, and that's the only way she could do it. Um, would so you? Would you? Have, would you? Would you have done it if it was your child, knowing in your head Honestly, uh, that he could get jail time? If it's going to stop him and change his course down the wrong path, I possibly would have to, my husband and I would have no choice. Sorry, Morgan, what are you trying to say to? If there was no other help available, said, but it doesn't. No other help sending available, people no to prison, sending people to prison doesn't alter their lives in a positive way. It just doesn't. That's why it's, it's, it's a nonsense to carry on and this. How do I know? Because I grew up in a fucking dump in a working class area. Half the people I went to school with went to prison. Most of them for stupid, you know, either petty theft or minor drug dealing. And every one of them, their lives went downhill afterwards. They come out addicted to fucking heroin after going into prison. They come out completely different prison because they have to now... Well, 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 hang on, just let Barney respond to that. Okay, well, hang on, one more time. Sorry, Barney, there is an argument that, you know, going to jail can make people worse. And, and you know, there is an argument there that it, it's not the best environment for anybody, particularly a 19-year-old. Um, well, and listen, so what other choices, Niall, have, they, have the government put in place at the moment? Can they put in something else that will help guide these people off this path of destruction? And you know that, like, I've seen fathers who, um, whose children were on drugs and the drug dealer, they, they, they hid their children as best they could. And the, the parent took the beating and got the broken ribs and the brain injury because they'd rather save their child they took the beating and there's still there's nothing in place you know there is nothing we have to find some way of dealing with this drugs are wrong I know my heart my heart drugs are wrong all drugs are wrong um, that are illegally yeah, well, I, well, whether illegally or taken, or even even, prescri- even prescription drugs can be very bad for you as well. By the way, it depends on what you're taking. Um, but but, but here but here's the thing: 
I, I'm kind of caught in the middle on this, on everyone today, Bertie. I'm listening to Morgan and to some of the arguments. Some of the points he makes are good points, right? I'm listening to Steve, I'm listening to Andrew, yeah. I'm listening to everybody. And, and I read the story about this woman in Cork who, and if it wasn't for the judge being very logically minded, the young fellow could have ended up in jail for a long time. The judge deferred sentencing for a year to decide what he was going to do while he waited to see if the child would change their life. The child did, when I say child, 19-year-old, and went into rehabilitation and um, basically turned his life around, is now in college, blah, 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 doing well. Okay, so the judge said, because you did that, I won't put you in jail. I'll give you a three-year suspended sentence. But they could have gave him a 10-year mandatory sentence. So you won't always get a judge like that. The next judge could be in bad humour because some arsehole was before him five minutes before that and decides to put him in jail for five years. And that's your son in jail for five years with hardened criminals. So I understand the point Morgan is making where there could be another way of dealing with it. I don't know the other way of dealing with it. Okay, so I do. Um, Honestly, you know, making drugs legal is not the way to do it. No, personally, I don't believe that. Why though? Why? I don't think because it's it's, it's it's they haven't they, they have no the the outcome has always been negative. I've never seen a positive outcome from someone Where? taking drugs. What about alcohol? What about the example of alcohol? Where I, but, alcohol was illegal. But Morgan, if I had my way, alcohol would be illegal. I don't drink. I don't think drink is exactly. a big. Well, you can't. Well, you can't no, but I know I wouldn't ban it. I'm not suggesting I would. By the way, because some people enjoy their alcohol and they drink socially. But but, but, but the point know, I'm making yeah, is, but, but hang on, the point I'm making is, is alcohol is not good for you either. It doesn't do any good for society. More people die directly and indirectly every year from alcohol than cigarette smoke, by the way, can I just point out? And, you know, when we talk about things like domestic violence, um, where, uh, altercations on the streets under the Public Order Act, most of that is fueled by alcohol. So well, alcohol is not good for like, society to, to, either. To, but if we go down, but the thing is, Niall, if we continue with that line of reasoning, we end up in a totalitarian society. I know. Because everything, know. everything, everything can be viewed as harmful and then we must protect every everybody from everything no and i agree and I, I, un, and I understand and i agree what you're saying so for that reason even if i was you know, the lawmaker of the country i wouldn't ban alcohol and yeah, there are exactly. a lot of things I, I wouldn't ban fast cars you know i'm not going to ban fast cars system, the current system of basically the way we deal with 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 drugs in this society illegal drugs in this society is a disaster it hasn't improved it won't improve. Because of, it it's improve. because of harm reduction, Morgan. You know, you can be an alcoholic. The majority of country, people in this country who drink are not going to die, you know, from uh, destroyed livers, right? The majority won't, okay? Yeah. Uh, it won't cause them huge health problems. Some people at will, they're alcoholics, right? But unfortunately, if you're taking heroin, the majority of people who take heroin, it's a bad ending. Right, so yes, we the fact that the majority of people don't take heroin because people know, people look around them. The majority of people who take heroin come from poor areas because they, that's it. There, there's no better option for them. Like, oh, this drug is wonderful. It makes me forget about how shit my actual life is. You know, there's no mass amounts of people running down the street trying to get on heroin. It's because of their social circumstances. And the compassionate thing to do there would be to, okay, well, you know what? This is a pretty shit situation for these people. Not only does it affect them, but it affects society uh, at large. Okay, okay, okay. well, I'm, I'm running out of time rapidly. Barney, stay there for a second. I want to just go to Sarah just before I finish. Sarah, hi, how are you doing? How's it going, Niall? Good. Interesting topic. It is. Today. Yeah, what would you do? Well, I, will, I wouldn't be bringing them to the police station. Right, okay. For starters, I'd be taking the drugs off. Yep. 
I'll be asking them where did you get it and how we got it and the possibility of the drug going back to where he got it from. Fair That's bl- all right for doing. Fair play to you. Most dealers don't take the drugs back. It's not sale or return. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, if it's not sale and return, it's going to have to be sale and return. And then if it's not that, you're just going to have to find a way to pay. Mm-hmm. For the weed. That's the way it goes. And how is and that? Well, how is that going to? How is that going to teach him a lesson? You're not going to teach him a lesson if he's still actively, mentally involved in it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. So you need to teach him a lesson. Like, so, yeah, but at that age, he's probably not going to be taught a lesson from it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, if you made right, get your bags and get out, and that's it. You know, don't be bringing trouble to my door. Don't be doing it under my roof. If you want to go and kill yourself, go and kill yourself somewhere else. But this young fella in Cork... Okay, whether whether we agree with going to the guards or not, this mother in Cork did. And it did change this child's life. He's now 22. He's not doing it anymore. Yeah. I'm sort of a bit puzzled about that because... um, like, you don't just go into a courtroom, right? I know, right, fair enough, you do go up and you'll have a talk with the judge... My son, do better, I promise, this, that, and the other. But it's not just left at that, like. So where did he get the 25? Like, where did he get the drugs? I'm sure he didn't find them in a lucky bag. You know what I mean? Well, maybe that information was passed to the guards. I don't know. I know nothing more about the case than what it says in the paper. Yeah, well, see, nobody gets off. Like, like, there's no such thing as a free meal in this country, especially when it comes to drugs. No, I know. There's a drug dealer. You know, there's I mean, a drug dealer in Cork, twenty five thousand down on the deal. He's not happy. Yeah, exactly. And he's going to no matter, and no matter what the other guy thinks, he's going to come looking for that, unless then the family paid him off. That's or, the only thing that I can come, come or the, to there. Are the guards had a word with the dealers if they know them? I don't know. See, Bernie, that Bernie is that that is the risk, you know, that you take. You know, you're dealing with dealers. Sorry, Bernie. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah but they all know themselves, like. They're not stupid. Yes. Like, okay, well, ha- hang on. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry, Bernie, you want to say something? Go ahead. Yeah, um, I just feel that the, the mother, I know it was an awful thing for her to have to do, but she, she had no other choice. He brought drugs into her home. He was, she was, you know... It doesn't. The guards will find the drug dealers. They, he, if he's going, to, if he's going to avoid jail and change his life, he's going to have to give up the names of the people who supplied him with the drugs. And the guards is then at their door to go after the person who dealt the drugs in the first place. But by her taking that awful thing, I know it was horrendous as a mother to do that. However, she did try maybe save. She was trying to think with the people he would have supplied the drugs to, and she saved the people. Maybe somebody's other child's life. You know, maybe by her doing yeah, the so act, she had to do and move around because, like, drug dealers just don't let you get away with it. Like, and if he was in protective custody from these drug dealers, that means he had to change his life one way or another. So he's being watched both ways. Yeah, but like, I mean, it, it, it I, I don't. 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 I do and when I was 17, I was going okay. to prison. And when I was okay. 17, like, thinking, having a large, long think about what my life was going to be, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get out, I'm going to go back to school. I tried to do all those things. The school wouldn't take me back because of the past. Not only that, while I was in prison, the access to drugs was um, 
it was so, so easy to accessible. The first thing I did when I got out of prison, I went into a pub. I started using other people's needles. I don't know how that I haven't got HIV or any other illness or diseases. And then I continued that life like for 10 years. I went through hell. I've seen people getting killed over drugs. I've seen people getting killed over 170 pounds. 500 what got, you, what, what got you out of that life? That would be interesting. What got you out of that life? Yeah. What got me out of that life is that I was just... Right, my mother used to always say to me, don't tell me, show me. I used to always say mm-hmm. day in and day out. I tried treatment centres and it never worked. And I just... It just came to me. I had nothing about and a black bag and tractor buttons and a top. And I turned around and I said to myself, sure, what have I got to lose? And to be quite honest, in this country at the time, it was either you give up drink or drugs. I was addicted to both. So there was no actually help in this country for me at that time. I had to pick either one or the other. So I refused. I said, I'm either doing a drink and drugs or nothing at all. So they took the chance with me. And that's over 20 odd years ago. But... I had nothing to live for. I didn't care whether I live or died in the process of my treatment. That's what I'm trying to say. But even I deep down inside wanted to change when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. When all of, I did really want to change. I didn't want to hurt the family. I kept away from my family. And people that know me out there know that. I've lost an awful lot. But I have gained an awful lot by rebuilding and getting the proper health psychologically. And today I don't do anything. It was that and I help people. And I have a job. And like the company, like I work for the HSE and they have gave me chances to build my life back up, up again. It is possible that you can build your life up again. Mm-hmm. That you're not just marked down as a dirty, low, scumbag, junkie, whatever. I was just about to ask Sarah the same question. Did prison make a difference, Sarah? When you went to jail, did, did it kind of make you think, I'm never going to do this again? In my mind, I was terrified. In my mind, because you're in that atmosphere, you sort of want to have the image of being like them. But I wasn't sentenced, so the difference between sentence and being in custody is totally different. Because when you're in custody, you've really nothing to do. Where when you're sentenced, you have jobs to do. So okay. I was basically going around, floating around, more time to do nothing. And how long were you there? How long were you in jail for? Off. How long did you go to jail for? I was for? only there for a week. Okay, where One was week. that? In the Docus, was it? That was, no, it was Mount Joy at the time. Oh, okay. And then... When I got brought up to the courtroom, Niall, this is what I'm trying to say, right? I hadn't got a clear or so naive. When I went back into the courtroom, right, the judge gave me two years, right? And I hadn't got a clue. I was down in the bridewell. And a solicitor, Michael Staines, came down and said, would you like a second call? And I hadn't got a clue with that, what he meant by that. And I said, yeah, right, whatever, like. I'll never forget it. And then when I went up to the courtroom, there was just the judge, barristers, and there was my mother. Um, and the minute I see in her, I start getting emotional. And then she was sort of giving 
sort of a background of my history of my behaviour, basically. So the second call was essentially an appeal. Yes, an appeal against yeah, her well, two years. I, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time. But the judge made it clear and there was a certain amount of money that my mother had to pay. And then every once a week, I had to sign on for two years. And I had to be, like, keep out trouble and have a clear record. So they suspended the, whole, the sure, sentence. I wasn't yeah. caught. Within those two years, I'd done a thousand and one things. I was in the most horrible country company in this country that people be talking about on TV today. Do you look back at your, but where was the, how long are you clean now? Remind me again. Oh God, no, I don't, I, I don't, a day at a time, I, I like it. But it's, it's a long, it's a long time. It's, it's 10, 20 years or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. But, it's over 20 years. But do you, do you look, I'm just curious now, do you look back at yourself, that life that you have, that you, that's as if that's a different person? I definitely do, but like, What I'd love to do is, like, when I do see young people out there, even before I do look at them and I say to myself, they're going to end up going. And you know they people say, how can you judge a person like that? And I do just love to get them and just shake it into their heads that, like, you don't have to act like this. You don't have to go down that road. You know, and, like, you're talking about people today. It's an awful lot harder for people today. And the different types of drugs in Ireland today and the different things that are within the drugs that the children are taking today, they're more vital of death. Like, it's not like back in the early 70s and, you know. Or no, no, I know, I know. And some of the stuff that's in drugs nowadays is absolutely lethal. Well, well, listen, unfortunately, I've run out of time. But Sarah, thank you for sharing that with us. And I really appreciate your honesty. Sarah, was, can I just say she's been incredible. I'm so I'm so amazed to hear her story. And I think she'd be such a wonderful advocate for all the people out there who she could help. I think she's amazing yeah. and so brave. She thank is. you, Sarah, for letting us know that. And I'm very proud of you. Yeah, we're all very okay. proud of you, Sarah. We're all very proud of you. Even, even Morgan. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Morgan. There's hope for everybody. There's hope for everybody. You're right, Morgan. There is. There's hope for us all. Okay, listen, Bernie. Thank you very much indeed, Morgan. Thank you, and Sarah. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you to everybody who got involved in the show today, and it was interesting to hear that at the very end. Drugs. Look, we can have the debate, and we've had the debates, but we will have the debate. I'm pretty sure in the next year, a very serious debate in this country about the decriminalisation of drugs. I'll nail my colours to the mask clearly and tell you I don't agree with it. I think it's a bad thing to do. I think it's the wrong thing to do. And I don't believe it's the right thing to do. I raise my children, who are all in their 20s now, but I raise them always to think that drugs are bad, drugs are bad, drugs are bad. If we decriminalise drugs and we go along with the liberal notion of decriminalising drugs, well, then what we're doing is giving it a green light because it's not illegal anymore. And you can't turn around to your kids and say, well, that's illegal. So you're giving it a green light. There is no doubt in my mind that if we decriminalise drugs for personal use, that the uptake will certainly be seen very quickly. Just like we did with abortion, by the way, when people said, oh, if you legalise abortion, more and more people are not going to have abortions or get it done. Turned out the numbers doubled. Now, that doesn't matter whether you agree with abortion or disagree with abortion. I'm just making the point. So when you legalise drugs, and we've seen evidence from other countries around the world where they've legalised it for recre- recreational purposes or legal- decriminalised Class A drugs, there has been an increase in the use of drugs. 
There is no doubt about that. I don't want to live in a society where heroin is legal, cocaine is legal, ecstasy is legal. Any of those drugs. I don't want to live in a country where those kind of drugs are legal. I could maybe get involved in the debate around cannabis. I personally don't agree that it should be legalized. I think it's dangerous. It can cause paranoia. It has caused death, by the way. And for those who argue it's not a gateway drug, I don't believe you. I believe it is a gateway drug to other drugs. That doesn't mean that everybody who smokes cannabis is going to go off and take cocaine and heroin. But I do believe there is, if we look at the research, it shows that those who have taken cannabis can go off and take heroin and cocaine because they don't get satisfied by the cannabis anymore. It's entirely up to you whether you believe it should or shouldn't be legalized in Ireland. But I, for one, will fight tooth and nail because I work in the media. I have that platform. And I will make sure we have 101 debates where we fight tooth and nail to stop that from happening in this society. Anyway, thank you to everybody who got involved in the show today. Don't forget, by the way, as usual, please support the show. We had some great opinions, some entertaining opinions as well today. And we want to hear all of your opinions because, indeed, everybody should have a voice. Everybody. And that's the whole idea of this platform every single day is to provide you with a voice. But it costs money. There's three of us work on it. We don't get paid. As I said already, we all have our own jobs um, outside of this because we obviously couldn't sustain it. Otherwise, we have to pay for it. Thank you to those who have subscribed already. We obviously need more. That just about pays for the electricity. But we do need more. We need to upgrade our equipment. Our equipment costs money. It breaks every now and again. We need to replace it. We need better equipment. We need all of those things. We want to make it better. We really want to make this better for you. We have a plan in mind that we can make this so much better and longer every single day. But to do that, we need your help and we need your support. Remember, you can listen to the show and watch the show free of charge. So if you can't afford to help us, we understand completely and we appreciate it. We'll never charge you for listening to it or watching it on Twitter or Facebook every single day live. You can then download the audio version from Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, or indeed our own website, free of charge. We'll never charge you for that either. The one thing we will ask you to pay for is if you want to watch any of the videos of the show during the day or the interviews that we do on Zoom with people as well, which are some of those don't stream out live every day, they're all on the website. They're exclusive to people who subscribe. So if you go to the website and go to the video section, you have to subscribe to watch those videos. It's the cost of a cup of coffee once a month. Do you think I'm worth a cup of coffee once a month for doing this for you and giving you this opportunity every day, uncensored? Am I worth that? Are we worth that? We are. I believe we are because I've always been learned to value myself. The price of a cup of coffee or a pint of beer. Just go to the website, nileboylan.com. It's $5.99 a month, or it's a little bit cheaper if you pay by the year, if you want. And that helps to support us to continue to do this. So please do it now, if you can. I'd really appreciate it. And as a way of thanking you, we will give away a mug. There's the mugs. The smug mugs. I don't have one here, actually, but that's a picture of them. And we give them away. See? Sarah Jane, who was just on there a minute ago, she got one. That's Angela. She got one. That's Maureen. She got one. And the way that works is, when you subscribe, 
We pick one random subscriber every day, new subscriber, every single day. And we send you a mug, a smug mug, a Nile Boylan podcast smug mug. Thank you to everybody who got involved in the show today. Thank you to everybody who subscribes. And please, if you can't afford to subscribe, all we ask is that you share the show with a friend. Tell a friend about the show. Go to our website, share a link. Go to our Facebook page or our Twitter and share it with a friend. One more person listening every single day from each one of you increases our downloads and the possibilities of us making this affordable. So please help us to do that. Thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow at 12. You never know what we're going to be talking about. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.